News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Now, government spending in general, though, is going to increase by 6.7 billion in this year's budget as part of the government's plan to tackle the cost of living. The date for the budget has also been brought forward by two weeks to Tuesday, September the 27th. And for more on all of this, we are joined by Pascal Dunhu, Minister for Finance and President of the Eurogroup. Minister, an extra 6.7 billion to spend. It sounds wonderful, but can we afford it? Uh, yes, we can. Uh, we can because we have managed our public finance as well during the pandemic and indeed before the pandemic hit. While it is a large amount of money that we will be spending in addition to our pre-existing plans, most of it will be focused on either how we can maintain our public services in an environment of higher prices or how we can help with the cost of living. And it is an increase Uh, that is uh, justified and proportionate in the context of the far higher rates of inflation that we are now experiencing. Is there a worry though, because you you mentioned that we did manage our our finance as well, and I think a lot of people would consider that we did, but we are increasing our spending limit above our our target of 5% to 6.5. And indeed, the Irish Fiscal Advisory Council spoke to News Talk Breakfast this morning, said they're very concerned about, I suppose, our over-reliance on corporate tax. So if I could deal with the point in relation to corporate tax, uh, the context to that uh, concern that we did here before the pandemic as well is the degree to which corporate tax receipts have increased in 2022, which is how much money we collect from very large companies that are present in our country. It has increased by €3 billion already this year. It's an increase from €5 billion to €8 billion. Uh, But that has been fed into a surplus So our surplus is now 4.2 billion euro. So all of the additional money that we have collected in corporate tax this year uh, has not been spent. It has not been used to change our spending plans. And while I know that is a difficult case to make, given how hard it is for many at the moment, at the end of the day, that corporation tax, given how high it is, is also the kind of tax that if a little change happened in it, could have a huge change in our ability to continue to fund public services and uh, uh, create great risks for us in the future. And that is a balance that we are trying to get right. But I'd make the case that so far this year we have. And, and I, I think a lot of people would accept that there is a difficult balance here. But what about what the IFAC are <clears> saying about us needing to put more money into a rainy day fund, as we did in the past, or a pension reserve fund, that that would serve us better than ah, burning money in the face of inflation? Because we, we, the <clears> fear of chasing inflation is real. So we're not burning money in the face of inflation uh, to deal with the change in our spending that you're um, understandably, excuse me, sorry, Kira, quizzing me on. We are gone from planning to increase spending from 5% to just over 6.5%. That is a 1.5% increase in spending at a time in which our rate of inflation for this year has gone up from around 2% to 9%. So just to put in context the change that we are making. And then the point then regarding depending on corporate tax, I set up the rainy day fund. Uh, I know how important it is. Mm -hmm. It's a matter for later on in the year for the government to consider. But critically, the additional larger amounts of corporate tax that we collected last year and this year did not feed into a change in how much we are spending. Because our spending, once you make a decision to spend money, it's very difficult to stop spending it in the future. Whereas with corporate tax... Uh, with the, with the uh, one decision, with one company making a decision regarding where they're going to put their investment, it could have an impact on hundreds of millions of euro of corporate tax revenue 
if a group of companies did it, the impact could be billions. Okay. And that is the balance that I and the government are aware of and we're doing our best to manage at the moment. Uncertainty obviously remains high uh, and inflation has moved faster than, than we had hoped. Uh, insofar as, as, as what you're spending the money on, the targeted versus the more universal measures, tell me why we've struck the particular balance we're going for. Uh, because the impact on the cost of living has been so broad and so big. Uh, we believe there should be a mix of measures. We believe some should be universal. We believe some should be targeted. We believe there should be some universal measures because the impact of the higher price of fuel, higher price of food is affecting all. And critically, if you have a response that is targeted by it being targeted, it always runs the risk of excluding a large amount of people who are at work, who are feeling the pinch, but whose income is too high to uh, allow them to qualify for any social welfare or any social insurance payments. So you will have many worker, many of your listeners this morning who are at work, who are working really hard, who can see their purse, their wallet is buying them less, but there's still too much in their purse or their wallet to allow them to qualify for some of the payments, some of the help yeah. that would come through targeted measures in our social I don't think system. there's a listener to the show this morning that isn't feeling the pinch and hasn't recognised that what's in their wallet isn't going as far as it did. But the ESRI have said that we can't, I suppose, uh, you know, insulate everybody from cost of living crisis. We are poor. Some of us are going to have to feel the pinch if we're going to get through this. And letting higher income people feel the pinches is, is the right way to go about it. Uh, and the government has always made clear since the moment how the consequences of this terrible war began to ripple through our economy that we cannot insulate our entire economy from all of the impacts of this war. Uh, but the ESRI also did recognise that, for example, the €200 Euro energy credit that was made available by the government earlier on in the year did play a role in helping those who are at risk of poverty uh, due to the higher price of energy. Um, avoid such a risk or help with the consequences of the higher price of energy. And that was a universal measure. And if you look at the universal measures that we have brought in so far, which is a reduction in excise on diesel and petrol, the lower VAT in gas and electricity, and then the €200 Euro, uh, electricity credit, they've all played a really important role in helping provide some support to your to your listeners and to citizens from the higher cost of, of fuel and from the changes in our economy due to the war. Okay. The changes to, to, to tax, the changes, the, the, the increase, I suppose, cuts in tax, how is that going to affect, say, middle income earners? So we will have to work all of this out in the context of Budget 2023. And even though we have brought the budget forward uh, to the last week of September, we still have a lot of work to do to get ready to finalise details on the budget. But the point that we are making with regard to the role of personal taxation in relation uh, to where we are now and the challenges in our economy is that you will have many, many of your listeners who will be receiving additional wage increases from their employer to help deal with the rising cost of living. And we simply want to get ourselves to a place that if one of your listeners earns more because of their hard work and the recognition that prices are going up, that they have a chance to keep more of their wage increase as opposed to it going automatically in to paying higher taxes. Uh, this concept of indexation, of moving how much tax you pay in line with the growth in your income is something that is a really standard feature of lots of other European countries. And I think there are 
a, a risk uh, that we need to avoid is we find people overnight paying higher and higher rates of tax due to their wages going up. And because of that, that then further decreases how much they can spend. That could also create uh, risks to our growth and risks to employment. And again, it goes back to the point we made earlier on, Kira, about getting the balance right, being helping because we've an imperative to help, uh, but also doing things and avoiding doing things that could create new risks and challenges next year or, or sooner. Lastly, Minister, some of the spending will go on capital projects and Shane and I have been arguing, I suppose, this morning on the show about the building of Metrolink. It's going to cost, currently, uh, the projected figure is £9.5 billion and the first trains will run uh, in 2034. Do you think that's value for money? Uh, uh, yes, I do. And the business case and the work the government has done on this uh, will be uh, presented by Minister Ryan later on in the morning. This is a really, really significant cost. I acknowledge that but for a very, very significant project that is going to take many years to build. This is a project that will deliver 16 new public transport stations and that will have the ability to run a metro every three minutes for the part of our city in which we need to build lots more homes and need to develop in a way to meet the challenges that we have of today, let alone of tomorrow. And while it is a significant cost, which I accept, Uh, You'll see later on today the work that has been done to make the case for this expenditure and the fact that we will be spending this money over many, many years to deliver something then that in a number of years' time has the ability to completely change our use of public transport and in turn completely change where and how we can build homes. Minister for Finance and President of the Eurogroup, Pascal Dunhu, thank you for that indeed. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.